<laughs> I feel like we've been here before. Welcome to Highway Diary. I'm your host, Eric Hollerbach. This is Highway Diary, episode 318. A returning guest. A massive guest. A Knight of the Templar, author of Freemasonry, a history of occult abuses, James Robert Wright. Oh, thank you, Eric. Uh, one of my best friends. You know, you're a weirdo who's seen some shit on the inside, but you've never lied to me and you've always kept it uh, straight with me, brother, so I appreciate you. Oh, I don't like to think of myself as a weirdo. I like to think of myself more as a, a freak or a punk or something like that. <laughs> At least, you uh, know. Uh, that is, if I was in control of my own nerd. <laughs> In contact from an undisclosed location by encrypted means, James Robert Wright. I want to talk to you because you used to live in the Dallas Scottish Wright building or right by the Dallas Scottish Wright building. I don't know. Do they have a rectory for, do they have a dorm room? Oh, actually, on the, uh, the fourth floor of that building, uh, there was, back in the day, when they built it, and I mean back in the day as in like 1900 for that building, uh, the fourth floor was apartments for the, you know, payroll people there to live in if they so choose. Um, of course, nowadays it's, you know, all but closed off and abandoned and, and haunted and, you know, the scene of a portal to hell type uh, action going on. And, <laughs> is it true that I saw you homeless in Los Angeles and then you used to work in the Dallas Scottish Rite and so some federal agents scooped you up twice from California and brought you to be tried at the Frank Crowley building at 133 North Riverfront Drive where there's an underground tunnel between the Dallas Scottish Rite and that courthouse. Yeah, that's the one, and, the, and that's the that, that's the good recap. But don't forget, uh, there was technically a third time. However, uh, they they gave me I think it was a fax. Yeah, it was a freaking fax of all things, and uh, from Dallas to Los Angeles, saying um, you know because of COVID, yeah. So that you know that would kind of petered out before. But you studied magic under them. Wouldn't they send you a crow with a telegram attached to its t uh, foot? I mean, a fax. Well, well, on that subject, their policy is always denial. You know, they're not going to acknowledge what they do, but, you know, would go against the sort of image of, of the place, so. Um, the Dallas Scottish Rite had a, a little person living on the fourth floor in the 60s when JFK was shot, I'm talking about the Zapruder film. Abraham Zapruder was a Russian-born, 32nd degree Mason, and he was told to stand there and film this murder video of JFK. And where did that film live? At that very building. And uh, actually, I could throw you one better, uh, <laughs> a better link than that, um, to me personally. Um, so, his attorney was my grandparents that's her family if you will attorney for like all that generation's you know life and uh what 
his name was, uh, the attorney's name was Shannon Jones. And I sent you a, an article about how uh, the old bastard was CIA. He was basically a CIA attorney. Yeah, so, and, and Samuel Passman. Yeah, oh, and I, yeah, and I remember that bastard when I was a little kid. I mean, he, you talk about an asshole. I mean, he reminded me, you remember Strom Thurmond? You're old enough to remember that. Yeah. Uh, he, he was basically like a, a long-lost twin of that douchebag. So, yeah. Um, you sent me an article from Sky News. The headline was, 10 people working for the British landmine clearance charity with links to Princess Diana and Prince Harry killed in Afghanistan. So the 10 people who were in charge of covering up the Di Princess Diana's murder were sent to go clean landmines in Afghanistan. I know it was done through the Halo Trust. The Halo Trust are the puppeteers in the background? I mean, at least that's, that, that was the... Uh the diplomatic credentials that they were there on, you know. Oh. Whether that was true or not, who knows. It's plausible deniability. Look, they covered up Diana's death, and then they were just put on another duty, cleaning landmines. Unfortunately, they all exploded and are now right. pieces of baloney on the side of the highway in Afghanistan. Well, I think you might have a, a somewhat similar tale unfolding, uh, you know, with the little Sussexes up there in Montecito. Um, well, uh, hold on, before, uh, hold on. Rob Lowe, Rob Lowe is the one person who has basically said, like, um, I live next door to them, where the hell are they? It's been a year. <laughs> well, in, um... Uh, the gardens of Windsor Castle, it was just unveiled. There's a new statue of Princess Diana, and Harry and William were, um, you know, present as the statue of their mom was unveiled. She was killed and turned to stone. And what happened was the, a body language expert dissected the body language between Harry and William. Let's play that clip. One thing that I noticed about Harry is that at more than one moment, he was standing with his elbows out. You might think that's a posture of dominance or power, and it is. But since you can't define the meaning of any gesture without the context, it's important to spot the dynamics between the three men at this point. William is talking to the assistant and Harry is standing looking at William. That's a common attitude between brothers. The firstborn involved with details with responsibility and the younger is trying to get his attention. Not just by his posture, elbows out, but also searching for his eyes. That's just regular attitude between two brothers and their age differences. Now, if you watch the entire video, you'll notice that William almost never looks directly at Harry. That is, unless Harry does really open hand gestures to draw his attention. That was interesting. What do you have to say about that, James Robert, right? Well, I think uh, the, the body language expert chap uh, unintentionally revealed some things he wasn't even realizing he was going in the direction of. Um, because let, let me throw a, uh, a situation at, at you. <laughs> Let's say that you have to go to your mother's uh, uh, memorial service or whatever, you know, and there is, is your 
he's not your brother because he's being played by an actor. And you know this, you've, you've found out, because it, it's a very convincing act as far as, you know, how they made the guy look, all purely hypothetical here, right? And um, you find this, but you, to save face, right, and to protect your own interests and not cause whatever, alarm, panic, or I guess to people who would find that alarming or panicky, you know, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> the, you know, um, oh, yes, so I look. But, but there, yeah, everybody needs to see the clip because you can tell that William, who I actually feel sorry for in, in that, you know, whole clip or whatever, I never felt really sorry for him before, but, but with that, I really did because you know he's wanting to just either claw the face off that actor and rightfully so in that in that setup and uh you know he can't he's he's and that's you know but but then again my my sympathy only goes so far because that's all his own choice you know no one has a gun to his head i don't think i mean or, well maybe then again they do the firm or whatever but i'm pretty sure that if he wanted to rock the boat throw a fit quote unquote you know that he's he's perfectly entitled to to throw fits, you know. I mean, we all do. So um, it seems to me that it's more important to him to preserve uh, his future as a uh, recipient of tax-payer funding for basically nothing, um, rather than drop the box. And honestly, I don't understand why. I, I would think that based on how the firm. Uh, calculate their their risk assessment of PR moves, you know, which is what they do. That's all they do. Um, I would think that uh, they could certainly twist all, all of that situation into a big, big sympathy card for them, you know, and, and get a lot of uh, public support back. Although, um, you know, that's what... Mm, most people would do, you have to understand, you're dealing with a, a crowd of people, you know, that um, they don't think and act and, and have the same sort of moral compass that, you know, all the rest of everybody does. I mean, I would say that most of that crowd is pretty insidious. And so um, I think that the guy playing, oh, well, actually, we're skipping over a, a crucial part of the story. Well, can I um, can I explain that crucial part of the story? Um, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you texted me an ad from Backstage.com, which is interesting because mm -hmm. wasn't Backpage.com busted for for smuggling women for sex? Oh, I'm sorry. Backstage.com? Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. I get confused. Backstage.com, Backpage.com. What are we talking about? Oh, sorry. Back, backstage.com is for actors, James Wright. Actors. Not right, right. Not trafficked for sex. I'm sorry, I got confused. Backstage, yeah. backpage. Backstage.com was soliciting actors for a project called Megan, A Broken Dream. They need a Prince yeah. Harry lookalike. Why do they need a Prince Harry lookalike for the... the... Well, they've got them the world over, you know, but... Um, the one in question you're talking about, that's the one I believe is staffing 
services, if you will, in uh, California. Megan, a broken dream. Megan, she thought she was being born into the British royal family. But we told her we didn't like her blood. Megan, a broken dream. So what we did was we killed the clone of her husband and now an actor from Backpage, I'm sorry, Backstage.com is being solicited to be her fake husband. What could go wrong in Montecito? Well, um, there's uh, some very interesting little points that have arisen on the back pages of the local news venues up there and everything else. Really just a sort of a mention of this of that. Um, for instance, um, I already explained how there's the house, right, that the press was, the oh, this is the house. Da, 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 da. And then, you know, of course, boom, trigger, and all the paparazzi flock there and cause the nightmare there. Well, that was a decoy house, okay? Their actual house is, like, around a couple, two streets uh, to the east. Um, anyway, that is, and you can tell, you know, because that's the the actual is the one that the photographs are of, and you can't tell what the given address is, you know, the, the press not because the wall is so high, no one can even get up there to see what house looks like, what, where, you know. And that's, I, I believe, why that was strategically chosen. More interesting than that is, uh, oh, his name's um, Mark something. Mark, do you have it in front of you? Uh, I don't. Um, anyway, billionaire that no one's ever heard of. A billionaire that no one has ever heard of, and he's young. He's like, I mean, he, he doesn't look, you know, a day over, I think, 30. And Silicon, Silicon Valley something, something, allegedly, again, no, and I know people in Silicon Valley, and no one's heard of this guy. Mark Stodd, or whatever, I think it is. Uh, anyway, um, turns out, he bought both those houses at that address. Right before the whole, oh, we're coming to California. So I think you can look to him, you know, for some answers as to what might be going on with those properties. Um, as far as ownership, now there was also a little news story that fell through the cracks of there was a, uh, a human remains, quote unquote, found at the edge of the property that is the actual. Now bear in mind, this is the property that borders, shares, you know, a line with Rob Lowe's house. And so now that happens, but then the news follows it back up and saying, oh, they found an ancient, an emphasized ancient, ancient, ancient Indian, uh, something or other. You know, they didn't bother to say what kind, even though, you know, there's, uh, I think, probably a good hundred paleontologists and PhDs, you know, living in that area that they could have solicited an answer from. But... We won't dwell on that. Um, the next thing you know, Rob Lowe is selling his house. And not because he's leaving California like so many people have, but because he's moving about three, four streets over. So, yeah. Well, sometimes, suddenly, you know, sometimes backpage tricks turn bad and you need a place to dump. I mean, backstage. Backpage? Yeah. Megan, a broken dream. 
So they found human well, remains um, on the border of Rob Lowe's house. Well, that's the thing, is if you know what the verbiage is, uh, of these sort of words they use, you know, kind of like uh, tabletop exercise or simulation or thing, you know, then you know you're dealing with a massive fake out courtesy of Hollywood. <laughs> so. Megan, a broken dream. As we destroy her life, we further humiliate her by making the movie film of her nightmares. This will really I mean, I This say, will relieve my karma. <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's hilarious in the sense it really it is hilarious in the sense that um it's also vulgar. It's so vulgar. So my can I ask you a question, James Robert Wright? Is this is this happening because Prince Harry decided not to play the game anymore? The PR circus to distract the monkey game. Do you think he demoted himself from the royal family after Prince Andrew was caught with Ghislaine Maxwell, his uncle? And his uncle, they took a merit badge off his chest, but they let him sit in the castle and, you know, collect servant uh, servants you know, to hold his pee for him in his bedpan, you know? So his uncle kept playing the game, and he decided not to. So he went to Montecito to escape. Well, I, uh, you know, my patience with this situation is wearing very thin, so I'm going to go ahead and, and just say something I probably shouldn't, but whatever. You know, I, I had spoken with Perry, you know, the actual. Um <laughs> Uh, a minute ago, that it's gossip and now what, what, whatever, a year, and by year, anyway, um, he, upon arriving in California, uh, was intending on going in a direction much like you would expect someone to that was going to stand up for the right thing and champion these causes and everything else. But instead, what has happened in lieu of his, uh, <clears throat> you know, blap blap and whack whack, uh, is that this replacement, which, gee, there's no motive there. Uh, you know, what is he? What is the replacement doing? He's running around all over Christ and creation telling everybody, get your vaccine, get your vaccine. And he's been uh, allegedly put on the board of uh, COVAX, which is the uh, sort of thrown together courtesy of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation at the last minute dummy corporation that put on that, that monstrosity called Vax Live, you know, which was basically a parade of who can whore out the hardest, the fastest in Hollywood for the most evil thing imaginable. And, uh, you know, and, and there he is in seeing it. Well, I have a theory. I can't prove this. I, I can't back it up with additional facts as I have everything we previously covered up till now in the conversation. Um, I think personally, because of what I've seen, with friends in Hollywood getting killed and things like that, um, that it, Big Pharma is probably somewhere in in the mix of the hit job that went down. You know, I mean, if they'll kill single mothers like Brandy Vaughn, 
I don't think they would stop at anyone else. Well, not Ghislaine Maxwell. Didn't you meet Ghislaine Maxwell, James Wright? Yes, I met Lady Ghislaine. It was at a party on the Rainbow um, on Sunset, and it was a birthday party for Karina Windsor. Well, I'm glad that... Uh, is Ghislaine still alive, you think? That's good. Well, oh, she yeah, decided and, to play the uh, game. She's playing the game for the Empire. Listen, Glenn has never seen the inside of a jail, okay? She has diplomatic immunity. She's Lady Glenn Maxwell. And I'm astonished that even journalists in the UK can't even seem to see the most obvious thing that's stirring them in the face of that whole story. What happened to Brandy Vaughn? Brandy, long story short, uh, this woman by the name of Karen Hines that none of her inner uh, group of, of friends, myself included, um, has ever seen, heard of, whatever, all of a sudden, you ne the next thing we know, uh, Brandy's dead. And this woman, Karen, is in her house and uh, has chucked her kid off somewhere, I assume, into human trafficking. I'm, I'm serious. And uh, it they had all the answers and yet gave none, knew everything, oh, nothing to see here, move along, and was working just in tandem with the police. Well, there's video on, on YouTube. The, the police were breaking into her house. The, there's no such thing as a good cop. And, that, and I didn't used to think that until the Brandy incident, and that made me reappraise what the definition of law enforcement is and what it actually does. And what it actually does is run around covering up the crimes of governments and large, so-called too-big-to-fail corporations. They don't solve actual crimes that affect ordinary people. They just don't. What they do to ordinary people is pull you over and give you a traffic ticket for speeding on a road you partially own. There's no point in them. If they're going around whacking single moms, there's no point in them. Can I tell you? And this Karen Hines, Karen, uh, okay, the garbage. Karen. Mm-hmm. Attack of the Karens. Yes, and matter of fact, matter of fact, her boyfriend, who's married, his name is Joshua Coleman, and he was basically a uh, an FBI co-intel pro guy that was going around to protests and activists. Uh, meetings, saying marches, things like that all around Los Angeles. And, you know, saying that he was with the movement, but then trying to gaslight it and, and subvert it into just I name shit, you know, which is what they do to try and, you know, uh, water something down and make it fade out as a, uh, a movement. And that was his role. And he was right up in the thick of this. Now, I can tell you as a personal friend of hers, a close personal friend, that she hated Josh Coleman. There is no way that she would ever trust Josh Coleman with anything. And after badgering him, after it all happened, I took to social media and just confronted him. I said, you murdered her. You murdered her. And he actually confessed to it right there in front of everyone. On Facebook. Now, do you see the Santa Barbara Police Department running around with a confession trying to make an arrest? No. Nope. And, they, and I assume they never will, because they're useless pieces of shit. So, 
What ha can I uh, throw you a softball? Because you've just been blowing my mind. You, you named Mer the perpetrators of Brandy Vaughn connected to the pharmaceutical industrial complex. Can I throw you a softball? Yeah. What happened to Tracy Twyman in Portland? Uh, same thing. Um, well, not by not a, a, a killed by same individual. No, but um, she. I have it on good information. Uh, I just don't happen to possess a, like a written statement of in my hand or something. Um, that it was it was FBI. They took her out to a field and they shot her because she was getting a little too close to uh, the the details of the case. She was because uh, she was still working at CBS Portland, you know. Um, and and we had actually known each other in multiple different ways, you know, sort of like one of those uh, butterfly effects. I don't know other other plane connections to to a soul, you know, because I wouldn't have met her this way back in college. I would have met her this way at CBS, you know, all these these tie-ins. So um, studying, that was, studying. You know, I mean, we were we were not close friends. We were just friends, but um, it, it's the same mo. So you met her studying under Nicholas Devere, and then uh, I don't know. She's getting. She's talking about Isaac Cappy, and you know, right? Pizzagate. I mean, she. Um, it's 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 very sad to me that I have these wonderful, wonderful friends who are dead, who were killed, who not only that they knew it. They knew it was coming, and they screamed and yelled and cried for help to the police, to everybody, okay? And no one helped them aside from, you know, a small handful of people, again, in their inner circles. You know how many times I've kicked myself? Because I was actually up playing kind of like security pass-by patrol guy in Santa Barbara, checking on, on Brandy, because I was, I was worried, too that something was about to happen. And I had to go uh, to San Diego for Christmas, and while I was there, that's when it happened. And I what if that a thousand times. What has um, what happened to your fiancé while you were living in Michael Miller's condo after you sold Freemasonry a, hitch, a history of occult abuses? Oh, uh, well, I was, uh, we were, I was with, um, some colleagues and we were out in Malibu um, filming something and uh, you know I got a call from our uh, roommate that we had we, there was a, a friend of his that um, was a Disney guy and so we were renting uh, the room on the bottom floor of the house uh, to him and uh, he called me and, and told me what he had just come home and found and it was a self-fulfilling prophecy, really, because, I mean, or, or not self, but um, so many people had, you know, they knew what was going on and they saw, you know, the sort of uh, targeting and everything else. And, and I'd heard it several times before anything happened. Like, you know, that place is going to turn into the, the Sharon Tate shit house, you know, up there like that. You know, how long does it take the police to get up there? Well, that, that was, yeah. You know, we were up at the top of Hollywood Hills, so, and, you know, it's just, it's just gone on and on and on. And that's the thing, is this has all gotten, you know, people say, like, 
uh, oh, it'll get better. Oh, things will turn around. Not with this stuff. This stuff has gotten progressively worse and worse and worse. And what concerns me, I think, more than anything, is, you know, this this sort of um, heist that they've pulled, you know, with with the, the COVID. Uh, they, uh, one, they've wrecked Hollywood. Two, um, they've wrecked the Constitution of the United States and, and all the rest of the ones in the countries around the world. And, uh, you know, where do we go from here? I don't think in a direction back more, you know, because every, I, I, God, I don't know why so many people gloss over history. It, I always enjoy history. It's such a, a good, uh, entertaining topic because I see the entertainment and the drama in it. And it, to me, it's like watching an old soap opera rerun or something. Um, you know, every time a government in the history of this planet has told its people, you know, oh, we need to give you more security because we care about you. We want to keep you safe. We just need for you to forget about these little rights that you have. Okay. They never turn around and hand them back and say, oh, okay, done. Emergency over. Here's all that power we absorbed back. That's not how it works. It's just not. It never has been. It never will be. And uh, matter of fact, it was a quote by Thomas Jefferson, one of my favorite quotes. That, uh, the man who gives up liberty for security deserves neither. James Robert and White. That's the from, situation. You went from the top of the Hollywood Hills. The top of the Hollywood Hills. Hobnobbing with Ghislaine Maxwell. What is your current living? What is your current living situation? Are you safe? Are you well? Um, I mean, I I could sit here and and put on, you know, the charm. Oh, why yes, you know, I'm okay. I mean, I'm. I'll be honest. I'm not. I'm not fine. I'm not. You know, it's it's been a hard series of uh, of like devastations back to back, and. Um, it just hasn't let up. You know, I don't even know how I've gotten through it. I guess maybe by getting stoned and, and sort of just zoning out. But, um, you know, uh, I think um, the problem, as I see it, is twofold. You know, you, you have this sort of run-amuck billionaire club group cult, right? And you, then you have everybody else and everybody else as far as I can tell seems to be pretty okay with you know what goes on in the world that's not right I don't see anybody ripping these people out of their their houses and lynching them because by the way that's how it has to happen you know and I know that a lot of people might find that controversial but honestly shut the fuck up and, and read your history books. You know, that's all I have to say to that. Because I'm done debating this. I have I have a pile of dead friends. So my whole, like, be nice about it is over. I got off so, the phone. I got off the phone with your MI5 handler out of the city of London. Or I called him earlier. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to him coming to America. We, ha we talked about this very topic. And 
he said, well, the billionaires right now, what they're confused about, James Wright, is they write something down on a piece of paper, you know, and then they're like really confused when the surface monkeys don't always go along with their dictums. And that's like really bumming them out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I also asked him about Q. I said, hey, you know, Q, it seemed like they were trying to drop some information that you know, Tracy Twyman was about adrenochrome and Satanism and stuff like this. And then it seemed, and then he goes, yeah, well, then it got hijacked by the inside. Because you know what the military was doing? You know what the American military was doing? They were waiting for their, the, their checks to clear so that they were going to go, go f kill one daddy and let another daddy take them over. They were waiting for their weekly check to clear to switch daddies. Instead of, I don't know, you know, so that's what happened to Q. The inside of the military was like, yeah, but, but my, but I have mimosas at four. So I'm waiting for my check to clear before I decide to do the right thing. And so the evil class with all the money is waiting to see if they can use any, uh, you know, movement towards them that looks aggressive to spin the PR that they're the victims. And there's this weird standoff is going on. The military, when they make an action towards their adversary, their adversary runs the media and puts out propaganda that they're the victims. Yes, I, I was raised by these type of people. And this is what they, this is how everything they do works. This is the formula, so everybody should pay attention. Okay, <laughs> whatever you're doing, which is wrong and evil, but no one knows that because you are busy doing what? Telling everybody how wonderful you are. Philanthropy, does that word come to mind? And, you know, meanwhile, anybody else that you can throw under the bus, whether it's true, whether it's made the fuck up and sully them, as long as it keeps you looking like the accuser, who is pristine and sanctimonious, that is how they operate. So, yes, bad you not taking your vaccine and, and how wrong. And now let's get the fact checkers in and, and everything else. You know, it's, it's, it's like my childhood all over again, watching the news. I can't watch the news anymore. Matter of fact, I don't even, I can't deal with the television set unless it's, you know, hardwired to uh, a YouTube uh, app and it's I'm or I'm screen mirroring and you know I have complete control over what imagery I'm seeing. Mm. Yeah, right. Well, I got strikes on my YouTube account, so I'm just keeping it for my posterity right now, my uh, dirty comedy. Um, I uh, had Chris Knowles on my podcast, Highway Diary, episode three sixteen. I want to play the clip. He said the ultimate outcome of Satanism is this. See, Satanism is always a sure sign of collapse and, and decay and death. Mm. You know, the, the ultimate outcome of Satanism isn't like, you know, some frothing devil worshiper. It's always a zombie. I mean, the ultimate product of, of Satanism and all these kind of philosophies and these attitudes is always just like a deadened, a soul-deadened, desensitized zombie who just ends up killing themselves because they can't feel anything. That's really what the end result of that is. And that's like, I'm old enough to have seen this and see how this works. 
You know, a lot of maybe younger people just haven't seen these cycles play out. Mm. But that's how these people are all going to end up. <clears throat> I also asked him this, Chris Knowles. I asked him about the OTO. Is it real? Because Chris Knowles says that Lon Milo Duquette is LARPing. Here's that clip. Uh, Peter's hand starts to drift downward. Uh, just to see if you oh, I'm playing the character of Peter in OTO Initiation 1. Now, and they just see how much gay stuff they can get you to do to perform. Uh, but anyway, and then it gets worse and worse and worse. Now, for Lon to have the 11th degree, I mean, just imagine what he was subjected to, if only once. And Chris Knowles saying, oh, he's LARPing. Uh, he's a live-action role-play. He's like doing Dungeons and Dragons, only he makes it like real in his head. I'm like, I think it's worse than that. So you, when we talk, you said he's LARPing, and I just don't agree. I think he's holding this position ordained by the Queen of England to be this uh, Crowley uh, meme, this embodiment of Crowley. Listen, I, I can't speak to that. I don't have any evidence of that. You know, I, I sort of watched that guy on Facebook for a while. I think we were even friends for a while. You know, this is back when I was on Facebook and I just had friends who weren't my friends, you know, it's like, I was kind of using it as like a promotional tool and I was just, anybody who sent me a friend request or whatever, I'd accept. But anyway, the point is, is like, I don't know, I just don't see that guy as being anything but just sort of a goofball, you know, and, and I don't want to, you know, cast aspersions on somebody, you know, for these dark deeds, if, if I have no evidence of it. Yeah, you know, that's what I'm saying. Listen, I could to I could be totally wrong. I'm just saying that I've just never seen any evidence that this guy's just like a kind of goofball, aging hippie larper. And uh, on the OTO website, there's the chapter of Newport Beach, the OTO of Newport Beach, and it's across from a boys and girls club, and it's uh, directly across from the Woodland Elementary School. Well, that's definitely creepy. I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> yeah, that's like creepy stuff. This but is listen. the CEO of Creep. Well, listen. Okay. Whatever. I'm just like, I don't have evidence to impugn this guy. What do you say to that? Is Lon Milo Duquette a LARPer? Or is he a ordained by the Queen Elizabeth, the Queen of England, to live in perpetual uh, trust payments to continue to be a, an physical embodiment of Aleister Crowley? Well, um, I don't know that he's that. What I can tell you is the very real physical here and now from having been in a room with him about, I don't know, 200 times. Um, Ron, and, and I say this as someone who is under the same book publishing label as him, right, or was, whatever, um, I, I'm aware, kind of, of what his figures are with his royalties, kind of, and I'm here to tell you, whatever that dollar amount a month is, it's nowhere within light years able to keep him living the way he does in his very close to the, the water home in Costa Mesa. He doesn't live there anymore. Oh, long move from Costa Mesa? He lives in Portland. Oh, God, that's even... Okay. Well, he's not up to anything good. 
Is he LARPing? And that shows you how much I kept up with him. Is he LARPing? Hmm? Is he LARPing? Is he a live action role play actor? <laughs> Actually, that's the first time I've even had that word defined for me. I kind of feel stupid. Uh, I don't know about that. What I will say that I always got of an impression of him, well, a couple things. One, he absolutely takes himself extremely seriously when it comes to his role as Grandmaster of the OCO. Also, oh, oh, and, and tours on their accounts as such when he goes on book tours, you see, that's written up as a whole different expense. Um, another thing is that uh, he has a very, I, and I see this in a lot of people who are, who are famous. There's like, there's what they are, what they do, what they're known for. And then there's almost a sort of uh, a childlike, uh, fantasy determination, whatever, to be this other thing that maybe no one gives a shit about, or no one knows that you would care about, or, or you know something very, very niche. And in his case, uh, that would be his bluegrass music. And I, I can take any music. I can even stomach country music and, and like some of it. But bluegrass, I'd, I'd rather dive headfirst into a wood chipper than listen to that garbage. And you know, he he fancies himself a uh, a uh, a a big mover and shaker within that that sub genre, and I just you know have fun with that. I, <laughs> Um, no Scientology, yeah, you no, know, his, Scientology. They're a real estate thing, but the real shit is religion. You know, he's just, uh, you know, he makes his money from, well, from corporate Satanism, but his real shit is bluegrass. Oh, uh, the, the one of the one of the old members. I think it was um, Phyllis Diller, one of them, um, died, and in their will, they left the OCO a bunch of freaking oil. Uh, stock in Nebraska, so that's how they have their money. Um, aside from that, there is one thing that L. Ron Hubbard and uh, Lon Duquette both have in common, which is they wouldn't be anybody and have done any of the things that risen to the heights they have doing any of what they do if not for the OTO. That is accurate. So... You scared the shit out of me last week, James Wright. You sent me an article from JPL and NASA. They co-produced a document, and it was forecasting a simulation. A simulation of an asteroid striking the Ukraine-Germany border. The simulation will ha happen 99% October 14th. But then they say the final day... Well, and it's, it's not just... It's, it's also an... They're calling it a simulation tabletop exercise. And there's one thing else everybody might have heard of that, that is, was called the same thing about six months before it happened, which was COVID, corona, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, that is to say, if you, if you search for the, the videos on YouTube of Event 201, you will see exactly what I'm talking about. So, yeah, yeah. Klaus Schwab Jr. told me it was, again, that's Fante Sati. I mean... And this is how maniacal these people are, that they're going to either, I assume, fake out 
on the media and scare everybody to death that, you know, a meteor has, has hit and then just detonates some sort of uh, incendiary device. Or, um, was it a year ago, was it, um, SpaceX landed, rumors all over the, the news that um, they landed a, a probe of some kind on an asteroid. Yeah. And they had to do this, this crazy maneuvering and all this kind of stuff to be, and oh, and oh, yay, everybody applaud. Um, I maybe, forget, was that a simulation or was that a actual event that happened? I don't know. I, I, it, it seems that it was a thing, and so that being said, maybe it's a thing that they can actually, for real, steer and crash a fucking meteor into the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So, huh. um, hmm. it just... Uh, you think if one was passing by, they could honestly, push it? Plausible deniability. What if we pushed, what if we nudged, nudge, nudge, the asteroid, eh, 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 the totalitarian tiptoe. Let's just nudge the asteroid. Plausible deniability. Well, think- Asteroids hit the moon all the time. What's to? What if we just push it? Well, and I think that um, it, it, these people are maniacal. If they're going to, I, I mean, I think if you if you live in that area. The Ukraine, German, uh, it's our kind of CERN area, right? You know, the, the border over there is Switzerland and, and all that, <clears throat> um, which is interesting. Um, maybe, maybe you'd be a wise individual to get out of that area that date because these people have, have proven that they will do these things, you know. You sent me an article and, um, from, from Jet Propulsion Laboratory in NASA. They co-produced a document forecasting a simulation of an asteroid striking Ukraine, Germany on the border, October 14. This is near... Yes, the, as this in this coming... Yes. This yes. is near Munich, Germany. Yes. Well, I guess they must be Mercedes, people who want to take out the BMW plant. <laughs> is it backstage or back... I'm sorry. I, I got to take my profile down. I forget if it was backpage or backstage. I'm trying to be an actor. I'm just a young buck trying to be a mo- in the movie film in the flicky picture screen. I want to write for the flicky well, you know, picture I, screen. And back to that, I, you know, I don't begrudge, nor do I think anybody else would, the royals for employing from time to time the use of doubles. You know, I mean, all heads of both state have done that for all time. It's nothing new. It's practical for their purposes. It, it makes sense. What I, what I think people would take issue with is being told that this is that person and then give that character a narrative, a politically charged narrative to influence people with, for the worst, I might add, and then to top it all off is the sort of cherry on top, uh, that actual figure, person, is, is dead. You know, it's, it's, to, to put something together like that and to put that out for people, you have to be so dark and cold and evil on the inside. Did your did you your, know, did your uh, stepdad put your turtle on the grill? Your you had a pet turtle. You love this little turtle. 
Your stepdad put it on the grill and cooked it? Yeah, at a big party that my uh, mother was throwing while I was uh, 11. You were 11 years old and your stepdad put a put a turtle on the grill. No, it was, it was the, one of her... Uh, one of her long, 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 long-term boyfriends. But yeah, yeah. Hmm. What if we pushed the asteroid? What if we pushed it? Who would know? Who would know? Oh, these people. Hey, do you want to do you want to go to the gulag for your crimes? What if we pushed an asteroid and it destroyed the courthouse? Ah, and therein lies the irony. They know. They're never going to see the inside of a gulag because no one on Earth tends to give a damn about putting them in one. You see the problem? Well, they're waiting for their paycheck, James, right? They need the new banker daddy to give to make sure that their check's clear. Look, everyone, you know, alimony, child support, taxes, you know, expect, you know, cocaine. Things are expensive. Rent. Things are expensive. Okay, all have a revolution from the inside. But I need to know who my new daddy is with the checkbook, James, right? Well, um, I, if, if, that's, if that's the motivating factor, I, I find that insulting as well. I have done without so much. Matter of fact, the same type mentality has put me in the situation I'm in. Not that I haven't been put there before by them. Oh, no, once, twice, third. And then what do I do every time? I pick myself back up. I, I, I bust my ass to try and recuperate all that I've lost and whatever money it cost me and everything else. And then, you know, they do it again and they do it again. And, they, and um, this, my situation is very, very, very simple to understand. And everything I'm about to say is the absolute 100% pure concentrated truth on this matter. If this were any other situation, we are talking about a situation where I would be entitled to an extremely large amount of money that I previously would not have been from uh, what money, where would this come from? Well, mm, that's debatable. Perhaps my family, perhaps Dallas County, perhaps the state of Texas itself, perhaps uh Freemasonry, something, something, you know, head, Scottish, whatever. Um, I think, you know, if, if those weren't the players in, in the cast list here in this little movie of mine, um, anybody, any other lawyer would, would gladly take the case probably on contingency because they'd see, you know, dollar signs. And uh, it would be slam dunk. Everybody would be offended. It would all be very disgusting what, you know, was officially outed in a courtroom. And uh, and then I would be, you know, awarded compensation. Is that how this is ever going to go down? I don't have the slightest belief it will because so of how I, corrupt it is. I got very into your case. You were smuggled from Los Angeles homeless to Dallas and I got very much into your case and I started researching with all sorts of advanced tools that I had to pay for I started researching your case right the family tree yeah right and then what happened yeah. was I was smuggling you and we're in a city in Texas 
and every street sign we go by is names of people from your family that I only knew the answer to because I researched the web. And then the street signs yeah. are going by, and it's your fucking family names. Yes, and actually, uh, on a side note, I mean, you really did show me, um, I think, extremely <laughs> large um, time and consideration, you know, over that whole uh, recent chapter of that ordeal. Um, than, than anybody which I, I truly, truly appreciate. And then that situation, I'm going to say where, I'm, where I am with that because, um, as people might have gathered, I have absconded from my felony probation that I was put on by that absolute disgrace whore of a judge. Well, before that you name her, before you, James, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. No, no, no. Terrible person. James, James. Before I get, I was not there to, to help you, okay? I was there with ghost hunting equipment because I wanted to see if a lizard came from the, the dark corridor that connects the Dallas Scottish Rite to the Frank Crowley Courthouse at 133 North Riverfront Drive. So I was there with ghost hunting equipment to see if I could catch a Draco reptilian on camera. That's why I was in the courthouse. Okay, you're talking about- Well, if you want to know what is slimy and, and ancient that connects those two things these days, that would be the rotten snatch of Judge Nancy Kennedy. Oh, you did it. You did it. You did it. Yes, I, I did. And actually, I'm going to go. I'm going to go one step further and say something that's that's profoundly um, factual. Bedside manner. Bedside manner, James Wright. This whole situation was set up to fail. I do not appreciate it. And as of this moment, I am done. Finished. Not willing. Refuse to have a debate that's based in a bunch of satanic cult asshole lies and pretenses and fucking games they play that are only designed to hurt others. I, res I, I now view every officer of the so-called law a threat because they have demonstrated themselves to be precisely that. I believe they wish to kill me on behalf of my family who seems to run them in Texas. And so... If anyone with a badge ever tries to approach me in a come here, I'm going to place you in homoerotic bondage now with these cuffs and do a little kidnap thing www.crusademedia.org. You can go to aircollarbach.com. You can click. <laughs> I have a sponsor for the program, ACBD Remedy. You can uh, use promo code ERIC for 20% off your order. October 16th, Klaus Schwab Jr. will be performing in Las Vegas. Go to samtriplee.com for details. A Knight of the Templar, um, you know, a friend in low places uh, that came from the top of the Hollywood Hills, from inside the Eye of Sauron, one of my best friends in the world, James Robert Wright. Thank you. Likewise, buddy.